I'm Chris, and We're welcome back. to, uh, yeah, Brent and Chris Talk. It yeah. is our fourth episode. Time keeps flying by, doesn't it? Yeah, where does, where does time go? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know That's the whole thing. We could have a topic uh, of that for one week, you know? Just yeah. talk about time. We would, I feel like we would need a uh, real solid expert. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm quite uh, equipped no. to talk about time. I took an astronomy class, and I've watched Interstellar. That's about my qualifications. Yeah, and I've watched a bunch of podcasts and listened to the people way smarter than me explain things that I could not even repeat to you right now. So yes, we're just going to go with no on time. No on and, time. And uh, how was your week? You know, my week was pretty good all in all. The kids are healthy. Um, oh, such a good thing. We had a lot of fun. Today I dressed Harrison up like a mummy. Oh, I saw that, that video, and that was awesome. Yep. yep. That kid is super cute. Time alone with that may not always be uh, educational, Yeah. but it's hey, fun. You taught him what mummies were. Yeah, he keeps calling them mommies. Mommies. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the mummies were mommies. mommies. I believe that. So Maybe. Maybe he just wanted to be a... Mummy Mommy, or a Mommy Mummy. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I'm not even going to try it. It is. Uh, awesome. And then if you were at our local Walmart a few nights ago and you heard a crazy person getting in an argument with security, don't worry, that was only me. And uh, I know. I, I get really annoyed at the whole checking the receipts as you walk out the yeah, door. It's happened to me in yeah. Washington, Walmart. In, in East Peoria, Peoria, it yeah. tends to be a really selective process. And the selection process seems to be... Uh, based on the color of your skin often, uh, at least from the things I've seen. Sure. No, no. And I, I don't go there, so I mean, I totally trust your observation, what you were seeing happening. And uh, so there are just a few things I, I had to say about it. You know, I... You're I, not one to just let things go. No. And I'm like walking in, I'm returning things that have to, you know, scan your stuff. And, you know, this like African-American family's walking out and they stop talking to me and say, hey, we need to check your receipts. Yep. And... Uh, <clears throat> I go, why do you need to check their receipts? And they say, it's store policy. And I say, can you show me the store policy? Yeah, should be on the wall or something, right? Right, and no. Uh, throughout this entire thing, I was never shown a store policy. That's what the boss said to, to do, right? Right, and uh, so I have this little disagreement, and I tell the security that, uh, this is a very select process. I shop here often, and that this is not a policy they do 24-7, which they assure me it is a 24-7 policy. So I had no problem lying to me, or uh, at least maybe they weren't disclosing their security secrets. Okay, yeah. I'll sure, they're not the going to reveal everything behind the curtain. You know, they don't want to give away how they're protecting you while you're there. Right, yes, exactly. Uh, and then, so I go make my returns, and I realize that I have to buy, uh, like, cat litter and cat food. Everything that they're going to check That they're going to check yeah. for. Because they, they claim the policy is they have to check your receipt for items not bagged in the cart. Okay. So, and... Oh, wow. Yes, and I, again, I find this to be very selective at our local Walmart. Uh, I also find it to be just troublesome um, because... You shouldn't have to present a search for items Proof. you've paid for. Hmm. I mean, once you buy something, those items are yours. They're essentially rum rummaging through your personal items at that point. You can see it that way, sure. I yep. do. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm the I, crazy guy. I'm the jerk, you know, probably a enabler, you know, that I always have the receipt in my hand as I'm walking as out. As you're walking out. I and get so it. So, like, 
But I, I go to Costco way more than I should. And this is and the so difference. I'm like prepared to hand over my I, stuff. I know. And this kid goes, you know, I go, this isn't Sam's Club. This isn't Costco. Because in those membership agreements, you actually sign that you will submit to the search receipt yeah. check and stuff. And I tell them there is no such policy at Walmart that anyone signs or agrees to. I also mentioned that there are no policy markings by the receipts. Anything that would tell you you might need to keep your receipt, something right. that might be ready. Be ready. There's be none of that. So I have a hard time believing it's policy um, because a they can't just you can't just search random people uh, anytime. So I looked it up. There's something called shopkeepers privilege. And this is about the extent of the law that covers them possibly doing this. But one of the biggest prerequisites is they have to have probable cause okay. that you've stolen something. So is there policy that everybody... Everybody's suspicious. Everybody's suspicious? This seems wrong to This me. is your life, man. Like, you're constantly discovering these I want things. to be a I, mean, I never, honestly, <laughs> gave it a second thought. I'm always just like, like I said, I'm leaving there. I pulled my receipt out of that machine or... Get handed to me and i'm walking out with it in my hand just the habit i i, hear I never even thought about it. that's hilarious and so the, this is your week this is my week and the article that i'm like checking legal facts on and everything goes on to say like a final conclusion you know do they have the right to do this well they can ask you but you can politely decline and that's yeah. about where the extent ends wow. and they say you know should you make a fuss they go probably not because, you know, making a fuss with a 75-year-old Walmart creator, yeah. no one wants to be that kind of butthole. The lady in my Walmart literally was, sitting on her walker, but... so I would feel like a total... And this was not. In all fairness, this was a very young person that I was getting in this interaction with. And uh, then I got into it with security, which was also a young person. Yeah. And uh, The voice of authority. Yeah, they told me, if you don't like the policies at the store, you don't have to shop here. To which I responded, wow. if it was a policy, it would be posted. Yeah. Like you're being filmed. Uh, I mean, on premises, that's a policy. You have to be notified of that. Sure. Because you actually have rights. Do you? You do. Supposed to. Supposed to. Yep. And I don't know. I don't. I just don't like the richest, the second richest company now. Walmart. I don't know for sure the order. Amazon. They're I think up Walmart's there. there. Yeah. I don't like the idea of them extending their privilege any further than it goes. You know, and it's funny too because. Uh, it is true, everything you're saying about them, they're foisting surveillance on you. Like, you're literally on camera, and you have really no right to the images that they're taking of you at any given time. We're going down a rabbit hole here, by the way. Sorry. But uh, at the same time, I mean, at least, at least that I know of, you can't, like, go in and say, Hey, I want to be able to have my uh, picture you just took of me and all that. Right. Uh, I don't think you could do that, or they at least have to hand it over to you. So, that's interesting. So your rights are, and that's it's totally because they have enough money to, in the local mom and pop shop, they have security. But I don't know if they're necessarily always going to be going to that extent and having people staffed there and all that. So I encourage you, yeah. Look, if you're interested in this, look up shopkeepers' privilege. That would be the law in question. See, tell me what you think. Am I making a big deal out of nothing or? I I know think it's a bit much. I know, and but I'm gonna I'm not, go I'm gonna go you. really far here and yeah. quote Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, wow. here and we say go. Here we an go. injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. Yep, very true words. Justice. All right, cool. That was my week. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I have nothing to compare to that. I mean, my week was fantastic in terms of work went by really well. Uh, kids are both healthy as well. Uh, Courtney had a busy week at work, but also. 
uh, doing her thing, working out and hanging out with friends. And so, I mean, I think I have nothing to complain about. Nothing to really compare. I did not get in a fight with anybody that I know of verbally. Verbal. Um, yeah. Completely. I'm not a scrappy guy. Yeah, well, I think you probably are scrappy, but you're not like an aggressor. You're not going to dive into Thanks, buddy. People. <laughs> I'm not even going to But you can handle your that. own. You can handle your own. I know you can. My whole year of wrestling. That's right. It counts. It's more than a lot of people have. But uh, yeah, the week was great. I uh, and I'm I'm super excited to cap every week off now, spending a good solid couple hours with my best friend. Thanks. Yeah. Recording you... stuff like this, to having conversations about things that, you know, just come up anyway. And honestly, we're talking about this stuff all week anyway. So I mean, I this is kind of like a summary for everybody else to say, hey, here's what we think, and please keep telling us what you think. Last week's episode was. Um, maybe a bit much to pack into an episode. Correct. We're learning. We're learning. Uh, we're evolving. Yep. And, uh, and this week we're doing pros and cons of Trump. Yep, the Trump administration. Yes, Trump administration. Um, I did want to do a quick kind of glance at the polls, though. I mean, we kind of want to give it... Where are we at now in the political rat race? Yeah, so I went back to our favorite, <clears throat> my favorite poll site, which is 538. Check yep. them out. Good summary for all of them, right? Yeah, now there's some fun little polls. I didn't actually check out that anything was the Trump polls. Trump tweeted today that his approval rating with Republicans was 93%. And I'm pretty sure that his approval ratings overall, like if you look at the aggregate of polls, this is like the, the 30s, and somewhere the like high 30s, maybe 38, 39%. So there's not, they're not super high, which makes that... 94 things seem... Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's probably not an aggregate if I had to... And that's why I like Same. 538, because they'll show you which polls they're using. They, yeah, and, and that, that poll is, is approval rating, too. So we're talking about the... Uh, where people are at, uh, where the Democrats are yep. at in standings with, right now. Yep, approvals, okay. Uh, so let's see, 538. Um, now, gen generally, Biden still number one. Actually, Biden's always number one. But yeah, I haven't heard that he's ever been not number one. But I think it was quite, kind of just a name recognition. He's been out there for a while, so... And he's polling between 27-29% from the polls listed 538. Okay. Um, Sanders, most every poll except one poll from Fox, uh, Sanders is still polling between 17 and 20%, and below that, Warren is 10 to 15. And I didn't go any further because there's too many. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you have a personal favorite you would like us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, for sure. There's, it, it's there's a, a wide field, but we're not going to do them all. It's just too much. I mean, honestly, that's why I kind of like the aggregates. Just kind of give us a feel for overall when you've got all these different major players, you know. And that's what I did think was interesting. Interesting, excuse me. In the head-to-head -head polls, uh, if you put Biden against Sanders, Biden was at 44%. Sanders was at 38 That's close. Yep. Now, if you did Biden and Warren, Biden was at 39%. Warren was at 41%. Okay. Warren beats Biden in a head-to-head. -head. That's interesting. Isn't you know, it? I, I never would have expected that. I kind of can. But I sort of feel like she still has a lot more, like, FaceTime with uh, the public. And I, I see posts and things from him every now and again, but it's sort of funny. I really hate to say this, but it feels like sort of like what Trump says about Biden, that his campaign's a little sleepy. Not hearing a ton about it. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you hear things every now and again. They heard that... Biden and his wife were talking about electability, and that's why they should, everybody should go for him in the primaries, because he's the one who's electable. 
I don't think that's the strongest suit to be putting forward. You should be talking about what the heck you're going to do, why you should be president more than you should be, you know, right. worried about electability. No, I completely agree. And I do believe that it's easier to get people to show up to vote when they're voting for something, not against something. And Biden seems like the vote against. But he seems like a Hillary thought process. They thought the DNC thought Hillary was the shoo-in candidate. Oh, because you could not vote for her. Okay. Yeah. So like what Trump just stumped himself on, stumped his, stubbed his toe on with saying that you were a traitor or not loyal the Demo or to the cause if you were uh, Jewish and not voting for him or something like that. Yep. Yep. So that what was a better week. way to put off an entire segment of the of the electorate. And I still <laughs> I, I I know there's a lot of talk about the Israel Palestine thing. I haven't I don't know anything about the BDS. I movement. think that's what he meant to like bring up was, hey I've done all this for you, why not, you know, vote for me for re election? And that's I, what it was all about. Which is funny because it just know, didn't come out that way. Bernie's a Jew. <laughs> Correct. Like, he literally gave Bernie a, like a one-liner as soon as he said that. It's just incredible. Yeah. But again, I think a lot of it's a bit clumsy and it's not like well thought through. And we're not to the pros and cons here. This is just talking in general. Right. Right. Um, honestly, and I'm still talking about Biden. I yep. I, I am getting. I get <clears throat> that Biden is a gaff machine, but his gaffes are bad. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. I mean, and I think he tries to lean a little bit too much on his past record. Not that it doesn't matter. It's important to make sure it's known. But I think continuing to go back to how that applies to the future is not the right way. I think he needs to have clear separation from that, explain how he's comparing to the pack of much younger candidates that he's he's fighting against to win the the primary. I, I just don't see him doing well on a stage with Trump. Like, Trump... It worries me. Yeah, Trump doesn't do well with prepared speeches. No. But he does do well on a debate stage. Impromptu. Yes. Yep. It's funny. Could you see Bernie up there arguing? Bernie probably would be good arguing like verbally, but just the whole like throwing his hands up thing just makes me just crack up laughing every time I see him. Because he does. He did it in both the debates before when he like, it's not like he's going to Go ahead, stumped. Bernie, throw your hands he, up. He, I he, will! Yeah, he has more to say, <laughs> but, but he just like can't help himself. It's like, oh, like <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I honestly... Warren might be the best one to put the gloves on and put her in the ring. I think uh, I would love to see Buttigieg. Yeah, he could definitely do well too. He's just not polling. I know. It's 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 He's sad too. He's eaten alive in his hometown. I know. He just can't get in front of the whole police shooting thing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he, it's a big deal, but I think he might be a good VP option. Yep, he would be a good VP option, if especially for an older. Nod. Yeah. Any yeah, any of the Biden top get the nod. Bernie, maybe. And then uh, who dropped out? Hickenlooper, right? Gosh, I can't remember. Was it him? He dropped out. He was running for Congress, Colorado. Pretty sure. So, okay, that sounds right. One of them. Somebody else, the governor of Washington, just dropped out too, I believe. There was another person that dropped out. Like The pack is slowly... But they're smart because they're going for Senate races. Correct. And that's... We that's... need to win that back. Now, if you watch Joe Rogan's podcast with Bernie Sanders, which was awesome... Um, Correct. He uh... it was a great eye-opener. Yeah, Bernie flat out owns. He's like, if I was elected president today, I wouldn't be able to accomplish anything I'm talking about because he Directly. doesn't have the support Correct. in in the Senate. We yep. have we the Democrats have to get the Senate if they want to take the pendulum back. Well, the if they want to enact their policies that they've been talking about, and yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily sweeping because I think that 
it would be foolish to just totally dismantle, I mean, much like what's been happening with the current administration, dismantling piece by piece everything that's been built on, you know, by prior administrations. And it wasn't just the Obama administration that the Trump administration has kind of gone after here. Yeah. They've been critical of a lot of folks. Um, and I think that you can't just, if, if the Democrats win the Senate and uh, the presidency, that they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, ensure that they not, I don't know, my opinion, and I'm, I'm a very much centrist person, I think compromise is completely lost in today's politics. Like, people are not, we've talked about this with allies, we've talked about this with tribalism. You gotta extend the olive branch across the aisle and understand that both sides have to win for everybody to be happy. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody's going to be completely satisfied and completely happy with the solution. Mm -hmm. But if you don't take bits and pieces that work from both together, then you're going to have winners and losers. And that's what keeps getting this thing going back and forth. They keep modifying the Senate rules, saying that, well, we're not going to be able to filibuster this and that. And maybe you don't agree or disagree with or do agree with filibustering. That's not the topic of this, and it's not really worth debating. But that's just an example of things that keep getting changed because, okay, well, the Democrats are going to vote with us. Well, we're going to get rid of their option to block this and make it a straight 50-50 vote, simple majority. Yeah, which you know? is dangerous. It is. It's, it's dangerous not, for both sides. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be bickering back and forth. It should be, hey, what should the Senate rules be? The not less just, people have you to guys, agree we're on something, the less people agree on something. That's the, like the... The smaller the number needed to agree, the smaller portion of America is actually represented. Sure. Yes. I mean, that's, that's correct. Yeah. And that's especially if you feel compelled to vote along party lines, your district that you answer for may not be what you're voting for or yeah. really want it. And you may or may not pay a price for that. But at the end of the day, if you're just trying to get your party's agenda through, which Again, it shouldn't be totally about that. It's about running the country and representing the people, yeah, not just the people that voted for you, which is what people say but don't hardly ever actually do. It's true. So, um, well, should we dive in? Yeah, we got to get into this. Uh, the Trump administration. Trump administration. The pros. We were gonna get red hats. Yeah, we should have. We should have. We're gonna make America great again. Yeah. But wait, it's already so. It's something. I have a hard time with that. I do too. So, pros. What you got? What, I want to first... start with the economy. I mean, there's so much to unpack with this. We're oh, not going to go... one, two. We're not going to go nuts. We're not going to, like, go completely crazy with Can we much, actually, but... before we do that, let's talk about our criteria for okay. the pros and cons. Yep. You know, I told Brent, like, my biggest thing was I want objective pros and cons. Something that it would be really hard to dispute, dis like, regardless right, of, of your, your take political affiliation. Correct. We're just yeah. trying to say, like, what is going right and what's not going so right. I think it's an alarmist tactic to say Trump has never done anything good. Or um, Correct. The whole people saying, I'm just going to bleach the White House if I win the presidency. Like, <laughs> okay. The guy is, I think, truly a germaphobe, so there's no way in heck that I b believe that he's a filthy person, like, in that sense. His mind or actions could be based on your opinion, but I don't, you know, it's like, it's kind of like that approach, where you're blanket saying, like, I'm just yes. going to hate this person because. Yeah. Okay. That, and doesn't, that doesn't help anything. I, I will admit, um, I, having that same criteria for the cons was just as hard to find cons. Correct. As it was for finding, you know, objective 
positive pros. Yep, especially if you're passionate about this, which we are. And we had a we had <clears throat> one of our friends, longtime friends, viewers, bandmates reach out, Patrick. That's right. Uh, thank you, Patrick. What's up, Patrick? Who gave us some great articles and definitely pointed us to some good research uh, that we're yep. used in our show today. Help prop up some of the stuff you want to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that was our criteria, and. Uh, so the economy, again, we, we can't dispute Leading that. Leading in, yes. Yeah, there's, there's no way on earth you're going to sit there and look at anything from, um, you know, the, the GDP. Uh, if you're looking at the Bureau of Labor and Statistics or the Commerce Department, that's where a lot of the research I did came from. Um, you, you know, GDP has continually been positive. We've been growing as a country. Um, and I think that a lot of this, when you look at it, the trend is sort of continued on. Um, and uh, so that's absolutely a, a pro. There's nothing that you can dispute about. The, the economy's been growing, been healthy, strong. Um, and so along with GDP, you know, growth of the economy overall, you look at the job market, right? Yeah. Record low unemployment, sustained. Um, you know, that kind of goes right into uh, record job creation, yep. right? So low unemployment, job creation. And a lot of them manufacturing. Right. And how many jobs did you say? So I, got, I went to, uh, let me see, factcheck.org, yep. and this is the 2019 second quarter report. Now, I found they added over 5 million jobs. Yeah, okay, that sounds right. And uh, unemployment dropped from 4.7 down to 3.7. Right. Which was, it's the lowest since 1969, December of 1969, when it was a 3.58. Right, okay. So, I mean, that's... That's something. Heck yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, that, that's that's great for all of us, right? A strong economy means that, uh, you know, wages are growing. That's something I learned from the, the uh, Bureau of Economic Analysis was that uh, middle class income, median income, has been growing consistently throughout the uh, Trump administration. So, I mean, we're, we're feeling, those of us in the middle class, right, we're Again, feeling good. I, yeah, I saw uh, real weekly earnings have increased 2.5%. Yeah, that's excellent. So. And, you know, some of that people were worried about, too, with how well the economy was for a while. Wage growth had been stagnating. But this is just, you know, one more point saying, yeah, it's truly a healthy economy. It's not just one element of it that's that's humming along and doing well. Right. Right. And you can't just look at one, I don't know, one number to decide if it's all, you know, pros and cons. Absolutely. Like the whole unemployment and job creation, they go hand in hand. I mean, if you got if you're fully employed um you know you kind of will hit this this point where the unemployment rate will i think economists say will just kind of plateau there's mm -hmm. there's well full employment itself you're not going to have any more people that are desiring to go into the wage market they're eligible but that's why unemployment kind of just sits there it can't go any lower yeah so it's just it's those economic indicators that go hand in hand that you have to use to like it's kind of like a report card mm -hmm. is the economy doing good you need all a's and b's really in my opinion to say that yeah, it's doing well. If you got anything that's a C and average, and you don't want to average with the economy. If it's not growing, it's dying, basically. It's kind of like a company. So you, I'm, I'm asking for one small bone here and just say, you know, another good thing, pro, may not be agreed, but the handgun production has fallen 21% <laughs> since Trump's... Uh... Well, it's funny. Uh, they thought that Hillary would win, and when she did, you know, restrict guns, and so there'd be a high yeah. demand for them, and so now there's not. People are like, whatever, we can get as many guns as we want. Yeah. As long as he's in the office, so. It's funny. Fear motivates. It's amazing how that's kind of uh, the opposite of what you would have expected. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, but I mean, hey, I'm gonna still call that a pro. Uh, I think it's a pro. It makes me sad a little bit because I want the gun manufacturers to survive because, like I've said in a previous podcast, I am a proud gun owner and yeah. will always be. Go listen to our uh, talk on gun yep. regulations. Absolutely. It was our second episode. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, I got a lot off my chest that I've been kind of holding back. and I learned so much. Yeah. Um, I was blown away. It totally changed my view of what I think needs to happen. Yeah, I know. Start. Opened my eyes and made it. It's not a simple thing to address. And Go check it out because there's a lot of good stuff in that one. Yeah. Um, so the economy, I also have here, uh, S&P 500 was up 32, yep, 32%. stock market. Trump likes to talk about that. And it's absolutely true. It's been doing great. And we'll talk later about how some things with that may be not so great. But overall, as part of the economy, stock market's up. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the economy for our first pro? No. No, I think that just sort of sums it up, you know. It's yeah. doing great. So, I feel like that's pretty neutral. Ubiquitous. Yes. Definitely. Uh, what do you have, number two? My number two is that uh, the Trump administration has brought a... She, you know, they kind of put a spotlight on the topic of immigration. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would absolutely agree that immigration is something that needs a lot of attention. I mean, we have a broken system. Uh, even before the Trump administration was here, it was broken. It was backlogged immigration courts with dates years out because they have so many people coming into the system, they can't deal with it. Yeah. And so if you're bringing people into the country, releasing them to their... Um, uh, Next to Ken or family in the country for their waiting for their trial date and they don't show up. A lot of times there's so many reasons for that. You know, people like to sit there and say, well, they don't show up because they're just trying to get into the country and escape. Sure, I definitely agree that people are doing that. Um, but I would say that there's also the fact that people can't get in touch with them, right, to let them know when their court dates are. That's something that's absolutely proven as a major problem is communication and managing the process because, again, it's overloaded. They don't have one person watching one person that just came into the country it's one uh immigration judge who's got hundreds of thousands of cases i think per year don't quote me on that but it's it's an astronomical number think, of cases yeah i think they're still doing something like one to two hundred cases a day correct so it's it's literally they take seconds correct it's yeah. it's it's like a, a in the broken years process out. You know, right. How do you how do you exercise the will of justice? And then do you argue does due process apply to non-American citizens? So the system's messed up. It's broken, yeah. right? And then you also have the overwhelmed Customs and Border Patrol people yeah. who are, you know, underfunded. Uh, you know, even with all the bills they've passed, I don't think they've ever been really funded to the right to the extent they need to really man the border. Um, and take care of it properly, you know, at the, and you know, you can get, and I, I actually went onto the border, uh, custom and border patrols website and was reading from their director about, cause everyone likes to say, if you're on the Republican side, build the wall across sea to shining sea, build the wall. And even the, the border patrol will tell you, yes, walls work. They're fantastic. Um, but you need the latest and greatest because the old walls, they'll dig under them. They'll cut through them. They'll shoot stuff over them. Yep. To get things in the country um and the wall is great only when it's it's truly uh the right solution for the barrier right there are man-made barriers like the wall um there's the uh, electronic scanners and sensors that pick up people on different paths where it's more rugged and then you know it takes them forever to get through that, that terrain and then there's the rivers right i think that that's um yeah people cross them but i think that there's other 
And they talked about that in the articles on their website. I would highly encourage you to go out and read the Custom yeah. and Border Patrol's we'll reports. Put them in the, uh, put them in link. You know, yeah, and, and talk and, and read about what they actually say, not just what you're hearing from different administration folks saying, you know, we need to build this wall. It's not that simple mm -hmm. uh, of a topic. Um, you know, so immigration was messed up, and he brought attention to it, and that absolutely is a good thing. And, again, kind of like the economy, we're going to have to make some segues into things that may or may not be good with the policy side of that. Sure. What do you got? Um, I like that one, man. I I, I like I feel like that's an abstract one because we're really stepping back and just saying not, not yeah, what he says, but we're talking about it. Yeah. So it my, is important. Mine is similar. It's a humanitarian I, crisis. I like Trump on Twitter. I don't like what he says, but I like. Oh yeah. I like that. I I, I think this <clears throat> is the move that the president needs to be. You're getting the voice of the president. Of the president again through social media. And I'm not defending his tweets or anything, but I do like that. Like, if you look at Barack Obama's tweets, none of them feel like Barack Obama wrote them. No, because he didn't. Exactly. He's in the Hamptons or wherever the heck he's at right now once he's retired, Martha's Vineyard. Right, and like he has video. He'll post videos of himself with like a huge production setup where they're interviewing people and stuff like that. That's great. I don't think that Twitter is the platform for that no not that's when... to promote your ideas your opinions correct and... it's meant to be it's how many characters that they allow you to have and yeah. it's meant to be a short burst from you and represent what you have to say so i absolutely think that there's no way on earth that uh after this precedent's been set that we, we'd be disappointed if we didn't have the connection we just want you know again we'll get back to the messaging side uh you know maybe when we talk later but yeah the connection to the president you can't argue with that that that's priceless it, pretty cool to get direct thoughts it is it is uh so not fan of how he does it what he says but i do think that is the logical next step to make the president feel it, it's very similar to like the fireside talks you oh know, yeah when we they were roosevelt yeah we're doing the radio fdr yeah and that was really like it literally kindled pun intended the nation right yeah it just how many sparked. people are like laughing i'm comparing trump's twitter to, the, to fdr yeah it was fireside chats yeah fireside chats um i'm just saying it's ingratiating yourself closer to the people yeah and uh i think that that's positive definitely so abstract positive Looking at it very wide. Um, I, I'll take another one if you go don't for care. it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I've gone twice. This one was from our friend, bandmate, viewer, Patrick. Yep. Uh, he sent a great study from CBS that uh, disabled veteran uh, student loan forgiveness uh, is something Trump signed a executive order, uh, a mandate saying to Betsy DeVos that they should expedite the forgiveness of student loans by disabled veterans. For that group, okay. Yeah. Because I guess it was already done, but it was a lengthy process, and now they're going to expedite that. Cool. That's great. Nothing, yeah. Uh, nothing. You can't argue with that. If you argue with that, you're un-American. Yeah, commie. <laughs> a little McCarthyism. Hey, man, we got to take care of veterans, especially those that have made massive sacrifices. You know, it's, right. it's incredible. It's it's you absolutely know? the right thing to do. It's a positive, it's a pro. Uh, you, what do you got? Trade over? Yeah, I mean, uh, so another pro that I've got, um, you know, I would say that definitely um, the Trump administration made some really good appointments to different positions within the cabinet and elsewhere. So, like, um, Jim Mattis, who was the Secretary of Defense, 
massively well respected um you know in the armed forces and i think had uh you know he he at times i think acted as, as a bit of a mouthpiece for the president but also i mean that's kind of his job when it comes to defense is you got to represent this guy's you're working for him yeah so you have to represent his views but you also have to provide your military expertise on what this actually the situation is so that in my opinion the american people who are hearing what you're saying can understand the the logic and the method behind the decision and policy that we're trying to implement here. So I think that you know, Jim Mattis was the right guy for the job with that. Um, also, um, Kelly, you know, his chief of staff. Yeah. I think that... Some really great memes of him. Yeah. You know, but he, I think, he tried and to some extent was able to rein in what I think was a chaotic start to the White House. Omarosa. Correct. It was just like everything was, it felt like, in my opinion, that things were kind of off the rails. People didn't know what the heck they were doing. And so I think, you know, it was, it was fantastic when we got someone in there with good organizational skills, someone who was used to running a massive organization um, like he was. Yeah. So that, you know, he could just kind of come in there and, and, and figure out what he was going to do to help kind of set the right tone and precedent they butted heads. I know Trump and him did, and I think that was why, in the end, there was turnover there. Right. The last big one I'll talk about is Nikki Haley. I think she was the former governor of South Carolina. Um, uh, she was uh, made the UN ambassador. Yep. And I think, talk about a person who was extremely passionate in the that role with the UN. Um, again, representing the uh, viewpoints and policies of, of the president, as she should have, but also kind of lending her own voice to what the America, uh, the American ideal is and what we stand for as a country on that world stage. And sure. so I think that she made our case in a lot of things uh, passionately and defended us. And, you know, I think that was, again, a great appointment for him. Nice. Yeah, I, I like I agree. I liked all those appointments. Wish some of them could have hung around. Yeah, stuck around. That's the thing. I mean, it's a revolving door. Yeah. A absolutely. Um, What's next on you, your list? So this is just a, a quick one. Uh, President Trump um, promoted the first female African-American to general in the Marines, to the yep. level of general in the Marines. Okay. It was uh, Colonel Lorna M. Malik. Malik. I okay. think sounds right. So and um, so again, promoting diversity and yeah, opportunities. Marines and... didn't have a great track record with that. They started an, an initiative to fix that back in 2012 to get more uh, recruits, and yep. this was a good, a good thing. This is a pro. Um, you like to feel that that was something that was long overdue, like for her and probably like, tons of other people. Yeah, and it's like finally someone was allowed to break through, you know. Versus it, it didn't feel like. Do it be just because it felt like the right thing, yeah. you know, and that that's definitely a, absolutely a pro. Uh, I what else? You want to take one? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, something else I I want to talk about is uh, trade deal renegotiation. Um, I would say that like NAFTA, for example, uh, what actually came out of that renegotiation, and I I did not read. I was a, my research was synopsis, you know, summaries of what was done. Didn't read all, um, what, did not thousand. read. Oh my gosh. I, I have no idea how long that trade agreement is. Plus, I don't know enough about law to be able to probably decipher you know, massive sections of that. So, get there. Yeah. When you go to law school and graduate from Harvard, you can uh, read that kind of stuff and let me, let us, 
layman know what's going on. Yeah. So I did not read that. But I also uh, just, I think in principle, and Bernie would agree with you on this. You learned that if you listened to his podcast with Joe Rogan, that uh, NAFTA really was uh, kind of a bad deal when it yeah. came to retaining jobs. It just kind of opened the door to allow uh, over you know jobs to go overseas, yeah. especially Mexico. Yeah. Um, you know, for lower paying wage markets, manufacturing. Exactly. Mainly. It just kind of opened like a funnel mm -hmm. to send jobs elsewhere. Um, and, and so I don't understand all of the inner workings and mechanisms of, of that, but I think that that was the right move to do the best that uh, we can for the American worker, which uh, we should absolutely be propping up the existing manufacturing sector, but I think also looking for the next manufacturing sector, what our kids are doing with their lives. Um, you know, yeah. college is not always the best place to go, and I can tell you coming from a manufacturing company, that you can make a heck of a lot more money if you are super highly skilled in trades. So I think that a lot of that's lost on people and bringing that manufacturing back so those people have a place to work is critical. Sure, absolutely. Yep. What you got next? Uh, okay, I feel... This is again from a viewer, and after doing the research from Patrick, I uh, I, 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 I wanted to add this to the to Heck the yeah, list. I've looked at a little bit of this too. So, Space Force. Dude, I wish like when we were in high school, they are like, they had this. Do you remember me and you went to the recruiting table to find out about being snipers? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I actually had the army recruiter come over and like, he like measured me up and was like, yeah, you can be, you'd be really good at these roles or whatever else. But at that same time was when like things were starting to escalate overseas a lot. Yep. And honestly, um, it just wasn't my calling to support that. So uh, at the end of the day though, what a heck of a thing, you know, Space Force. Like I would have been going nuts they probably been like, yeah, you, you're blind as a bat, so you're not going to be in here. Okay. And then Chris, would, you yeah. don't have eye corrective eye. Nope, I'm still doing all right. Yeah, so uh, they probably been like, yeah, you can be the commander of the starship America. Engage. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spock, thrusters. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> I'm comfortable with Star Trek. Heck yeah, but Space Force. Yes, yeah, Space Force. So uh, I, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. Absolutely. And um, I really like Neil deGrasse Tyson's take on it. He's like, you know, why why would we decide not to fight in space when we can't not fight here on uh, on Earth? Well, in... <laughs> or on the ground. Space, there's no treaty that I know of protecting space. There's a treaty protecting the moon where you can't... You can put, you plant your flag to say you landed there, but you're not supposed to, like, colonize the moon and take over resources of the moon. Not allowed so. to have nukes in space. That's a okay. treaty that we I, have. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I can't remember what... Is it, like, part of the ICBM treaty where you can't... That, ugh, or you just I can't arm, so. like, satellites You can't arm satellites. That came out okay. of the Cold War era stuff. But there's nothing stopping you from launching unlimited numbers of satellites. And uh, it's been proven that the, I believe, Russians and Chinese can disable and capture satellites. And that was kind of the big concern. So what I read about Space Force before it was ever talked about um, by President Trump was that there was um, somebody in Congress, and forgive me, I cannot remember the exact person, um, but somebody in Congress uh, proposed that we needed to start exploring this topic, mainly from the fact that it's the next frontier, right? Yeah. We don't have protection. The, the Chinese right. and the Russians are getting more capable. Um, the Indian 
um, nation. They're getting, they have a probe, I think, on the moon now. Mm -hmm. So other countries are getting into this space frontier and exploring. And they're going to have to fight those uh, trilobites or whatever. They got oh, up there. I can't remember what those things are. Space bears? Yes. What are they called? <laughs> yes. But they can, like, survive any environment. <laughs> they, it's yeah. it's insane. I can't remember what they're called, but it's not what you said. No, it is not what I said. But they're so, like microscopic, so yes. we have time. Yes. Before they they're like freeze dried or something. You drop a little water on there, and these bad boys are rocking it on the moon. Yeah, that's cool. But so that's just it. I mean, there's there's not a lot of protection in space. So you think about it. We need to be at the cutting edge to represent our country in space. You know, at the same time, I think that there's a bigger play here. You know, as we have to cooperate more in space, sharing of technology, so on and so forth with our allies, it just makes sense to be a player in that. You don't want to be the one behind in technology because if you all do some research, you'll find that many things we use in daily life were figured out through space exploration. You know, things like microwave technology, freeze-dried foods. Um, I think Velcro was a major thing that space exploration brought on. Sticky notes, like your post-its and all that. Um, a lot of those, those kinds of things were developed through space technology or space research. So, um, you know, I think that Space Force is definitely a good thing. I had to look it up. I'm sorry. Tard tardigrades. Tardigrades. Yeah. Nice. I had a T in there. I did have a T in there. I was listening. I was doing two things at once. I'm sure you were. Uh, the thing I would add to that is that we're not alone. French or France, Macron is... Macron. Macron. Love is... that guy's name is looking into Space Force, too. It is the next frontier. Yep. Uh, so We need to be a part of it with our allies. With our... We lead with technology, too. Why wouldn't we be the people blazing the trail there? We yep. want the technology. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what's hard to wrap people's head around, is like, what is it going to look like? Is there going to be... We're talking like space stations with people, because I don't believe that's what at all what we're talking about. We're talking about it's everything. A monitoring station, correct? Of... Where's all the space debris? Because right now, a lot that's what a lot of well, they're NASA doing. Tracks. They're, yeah, they got to yeah. make sure that it's not going to hit our satellites. Because think about it, if I don't, it's like tens of thousands of miles an hour. This stuff travels around the Earth. Sure. It's so like a piece, you know, something as big as my phone hits a satellite, it's going to like take the whole thing out. Right. So it's just incredible. And it's incredibly messy up there yeah you can you can go out right now and if you just google uh space debris or uh objects in space you can see a real maps. time yeah yeah like right. mapping of where everything is at to the best of our knowledge and it's think about that the first thing we got in space was what sputnik that was Ru yep. russia and yep. that was 50s yep. late 50s so we have cluttered space in a span of less than 70 years Yep. And it's bad, like, when you look at the maps. You look at the timeline, too. Like, it started very slowly, right? right? A couple of blips here and there, and then we started launching things and leaving them up there because we were doing manned missions. And yeah. next thing you know, uh, satellites were go set to, like, re-enter. Some have crashed. Yep. And when they crash, they just explode into bits. I love uh, Space Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a cool mission. Space Force. So, yeah. <laughs> I like Space Force. I think it's a really good thing. And... Um, I believe that uh, President Trump may have taken an idea and kind of run with it, but there's nothing bad with that if he's promoting it, and it's a good idea. Well, Senate has confirmed its first <clears throat> leader, which is Air Force General John Raymond. Hmm. So, like, this thing is... <laughs> Give that guy a call, like, hey, I want to be Scotty. I wonder if I could, like, write their, their song. I mean, the Marines, the Navy, they all have their yeah. song. Dude, this is your moment. Like, this might be. 
Space Force song. Space Force. I want to copy uh, pretty much Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> they forget the words. Oh, God. Across yeah. the fields we come exploring. Da -da 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 -da. Spaceship. <laughs> I love Third Rock from Third the Rock Sun. Third Rock from the Sun is one of the greatest shows ever created. Yes. <laughs> I'm gorgeous. <laughs> First episode. Uh, so, okay. The, and that rounds out, honestly, my list of pros for Trump, which were, again, recapping the economy, disabled veterans getting student loan forgiveness, um, the first African-American yep. woman to be promoted to general in the Marines, mm -hmm. and Space Force. Yep. And I like your list with the appointments, too. I think that's spot on. Yeah, he's done some really good things. Last thing I want to touch on real quick. Yeah. The gun uh, background checks. How recently he had, uh, up until I believe the last couple of days, had been promoting uh, uh, more strict background checks, checks and red flag laws. So that was... That uh, was a pro. I don't know if it is anymore, but I, it was a pro of mine. Um I don't want to like dive into the cons, but that might be a nice segue. I'll, I'll list my pros again real quick, and we might go into that. Um, yeah. So uh, the economy, of course, focus on immigration, the great appointments he's made, and then renegotiating trade deals. The last one I think was a pro with uh, background checks and red flag laws. So with that... Keeping up with the data here. Yeah. To change. It's crazy. Uh you have way more cons than I do, I, I feel know. like, which is awesome. I was fiery today. I was yeah. angry about some things politically, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. Dude, but, I take the floor, man. What's your first con? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's it's right off of my number one for the pros, the economy, economic instability. Um, yeah. yeah, the economy's been growing. You showed me a, an excellent metric before this uh, started where you pointed out how, yes, the economy's grown, but when you compare it to prior administrations, Republican and Democratic, that... Uh, the economy has not grown to the same degree as it would have, or had, I'm has, sorry, yep. under other administrations of both parties. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's growing, um, but honestly, I t I've told you this several times, I feel like it's been growing coming out of the last administration because they kind of righted the ship after the recession, and uh, so it, he kind of inherited something that was that was already doing pretty well. He didn't, in my opinion, <laughs> make it worse overall, but then you have the rhetoric, um, like what's continually happened since he appointed the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, he's been nothing but riding this guy, telling him to stimulate the economy. Um, when you have people uh, that are part of the uh, the chair of the presidents of the um, the banking system, and uh, there's people that even say that they don't totally agree with, with uh, Mr. Powell. They say, you know what? We're still ignoring all this political rhetoric because that cannot be what dictates how we do our job. Like it's, it's management of the economy. It needs to be done by the numbers and data, and I fully agree with that. Yeah, should not be allowing that to, to just uh, you know drive things. Um, so every time he spouts off attacking the head, the chair of the Fed, he's attacking other people in the administration. He's you know saying he's basically saying that there is no recession when a lot of the you know, lights are blinking on the dash saying, hey, man, stuff's not going great, especially with manufacturing. It's and like, we really talked a lot about recession here. Uh, and if we needed to bring it up, because uh, for every article I can find that says there is going to be a recession, I can find are, one that says there's not correct. going to be one. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But it doesn't help when you spout off saying, hey, I hate the fair, the chair, yes. the, the, the Fed chair because yes. he's not uh, going to, you know, uh, reduce or, yeah, drop down interest rates again. And because he's not going to do that, 
the the uh, the stock market drops three percent, one percent. Like yeah. those are massive losses. Yeah, we're talking about a ton of money here. Like we should not be playing it like it's a game of craps. I completely. So I'm sorry. I'm I'm passionate about this one. The other side of that whole economic instability, and I'll I'll let you chime in. I'm sorry. No. This is one that bothers me a lot. Is the the trade war with uh, China? Yep. Uh, almost everybody who has any sense about. Uh, how trade works will tell you that tariffs are not the way to deal with it and that you're just going to drive That's up prices. Consumers. Yeah, you're going to drive up prices, and this is absolutely what has happened. Prices have gone up, and the president has lied to us continually. He, he always says that uh, China's paying the tariffs. They don't directly pay the tariffs. The tariffs are taxes added to the goods coming into this country, and then companies are not absorbing those. Those are being passed on to us, the consumer. Yeah. So we're paying for the tariffs. Yep. That is a fact. You cannot dispute that. No. So when you have that happening, and, and again, I there's no I don't like to mince words. It's it's completely false to say that China is paying for this punishment. So you're creating a trade war, you're increasing costs on us, which is then again further hampering the economy's ability to stay strong, right? Higher prices means we're making less less take home money because we're trying to survive. You think I mean like I I have to argue two sides of the coin just to go for it. Thing. Like he, that idea, that notion is a is is affecting business owners in America. Correct. And that's not the American people. Correct. Like if the notion is, oh, it might be cheaper to buy American-made. That's great for the American. If it was, but we don't have a manufacturing base to make all that. That's my point. Yep. Exactly. It is. There's no way to logic this out to be a positive. I. Well, you know what's happening is these manufacturers, a lot of them, okay, so you got these tariffs for the Chinese goods, and they'll just send the freaking manufacturing to Thailand yeah. or to another Philippines, uh, Pakistan. There's a lot of other countries that can manufacture the stuff, and it, when they're doing it, then that's just you know them going in and uh, further lowering the, the wage pressure, right? They're just taking it, just hopping one country to another to find the, the way to maintain their price. It's just to, to keep the demand strong for their goods. Yeah. Because they the businesses don't want to suffer. They don't want to pass the costs on because it makes you buy less. Right. It's not good for business. So economic instability for me is my number one con. That's good. Through and through. Through and through. Um, so I, again, talked about President Bean on Twitter. Uh, and you mentioned rhetoric. Yep. I, I'm going to tie those two together. Oh, yeah. I do take issue with his attacking everybody. I don't. Yeah. Allies and enemies. Equally, yeah. Equal fervor. I just don't... I think that's a con, and I think most people would agree that changing loyalty so fast makes it very hard to build allies, makes it very hard to even have Republicans want to work for him. Well, how do you... So, say you're working for somebody, not just the president. Say you're working for somebody, and they're just a complete... Um, uh, unstable hothead type person like you you have no idea what's going to happen that day yeah they may be in a good mood they may be in a bad mood it may change throughout the day constantly and i feel like that's what we have to deal with so you're working for that type of person yeah how do you feel working for them like you're you are constantly one blink away from being fired or praised yep and i'm gonna how, put how, the how assertion that? Um, yeah uh, and i am <clears throat> putting the assertion out there that that does not draw the best people to the jobs Correct. You want the best talent, regardless of their politics. You want the best and most uh, bright people to be working for you. And when you've been, when you watch 
the president throw his own appointees under the bus? Like, the things he said about Rex Tillerson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as that guy was out of office, he went after... Shit. When Jeff Sessions was in office, he was oh, going after yeah. him. After he recused himself from the Russia investigation, I'm Trump like, sounded like he wanted to hang him. elf or something. Yeah. And... So, remember when you were in grade... Everybody's experienced bullying, right? Name-calling. Yeah. That's that's what happens on the playground is people come after you and they call you names and whatever else. And there is absolutely zero um, way to win that way. To, like, how on earth are you going to put together a group of people who are loyal to you and actually care about you when they're always worried about being nicknamed something and being, you know, fussed about? And I think we talked about this earlier... That tactic is only successful on the weak-minded. That tactic of calling people names and bullying them has only worked on people who don't have the backbone to stand up to it. You think about all the other leaders in the world right now that he's made fun of, the Chancellor of Germany, the President yeah. of France, he's gone after Denmark now. None of those people care. Right. Like They literally have a backbone. Yeah. They're like, this is stupid. Why? I'm not even going to respond to you calling me names because it's literally stupid. Why would you do that? Yeah, it is. It is. It seems petty. I just can't think of a better word. It is. And it's a waste of time. I mean, and energy. Yeah. And it, what is it? <clears throat> Doesn't everything you tweet go into a presidential, like... Yeah, so everything that the president does is maintained in kind of a library. I mean, it doesn't have to become a presidential library, but it's all public record. Mm -hmm. So every single tweet is public record. True, false, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's there. And... If you are communicating as the leader of the free world and you don't have any real, like, I guess, thought behind what you're trying to accomplish, I know. Um, I, and again, I, it's, every tweet cannot be bad, but the way that it comes across and especially the attacks, it's it's crazy to me. The misspellings and stuff like that. Like, it's literally like an unhinged person, the other. It does. And, like, that's freaking that's... out. I, I can't we all agree that a president that can't spell his own tweets is a con? Yeah, and I mean, I think that the... Does that ingratiate The him phone's, like, like automatically going to try to auto-correct yeah. that. And the fact that he's tweeting when he's, like, on his way to do the shooting, like, meet with the surviving of the shootings, and, yeah. like, that's... I'm sorry, but on that topic... He literally was quoted as saying the doctors left the operating room to come see him. And I'm sorry, I work in healthcare. There's no doctor that I know of in the right mind who would stop an active operation and go out to meet the president. They would finish their job working on the patient and then clean up mm -hmm. and go meet the president if it was their inclination. So, yeah, just amazing. Like, I, I don't, what do you even say about that? So, yeah, I agree with you. The, the Twitter storm. It's great that we're getting the voice of the president, but it's shocking and appalling a lot what of the, the time. Comes what's out. coming out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. And, In my uh, opinion, yeah. I I feel like I I feel like a lot of Republicans agree. You know. Yes. They don't stand by his Twitter. They tweeting. don't promote it, but they don't they don't say anything about it because it's again we're towing the party line. In my opinion, there are had there have been some Republicans who have come out against it, um, you know, or said that you know I don't think it's helpful. Like it's very carefully worded. I know, I know, and that's and that yeah, we're getting off topic. Yep, I'm sorry. It's okay. So I'm, yeah, it's it's hard. I don't agree that, I don't agree that the ends justify the means, and that seems like the Republican 
response to Trump right now is that the ends justify the means. Correct. It's to win. It's to win. At any cost. It's the Mitch McConnell way, the Grim Reaper of politics. And that scares me that these judge appointees could be around 30 years. Or longer. I know. That's what Trump's legacy, we're getting off topic again, but I've heard that that's what Donald Trump thinks his legacy will be, is all Lawrence. of his uh, court appointees. So we'll have to see how that one plays out. Yep. So my next con ties right into my number two. Yeah. Policies on immigration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do agree that there needs to be a major focus on immigration. There needs to be major change to the immigration system. Um, but getting back to what I said about the border protection, uh, customs and border patrol, I'm sorry. Uh, their policy is not build a wall. It is build some walls that are modern and have the right technology, build sensor walls, invisible walls, build barriers that are non-physical uh, or obvious you know the, think of the zoo when you go to one of those exhibits where it's not obvious that there's the animals are being held in by whatever else but you know there's there's barriers there that are meant to mimic the environment we have it in our local zoo um you know it's meant to look like hey we're you're safe but you can also kind of see the animals instead of being a glass wall um but you go to the lion cage you got the glass wall because you need the, the glass wall there yeah you, right. you know you're not as worried about the zebra coming over and eating your face off yeah right so I think that it's back to that. You know, the policy on immigration of just blanket building the wall is wrong. And the border protection, uh, Customs and Border Protection folks say that on their website, and you can look it up and, and watch interviews with them as well. Hmm. The other side of it is, um, and you could take this pretty far. I mean, immigration-wise, the travel ban, I mean, that was kind of, uh, it was deemed, I think, unconstitutional several times when he tried to ban people coming into the country for several times. Right now. It is in place. It was yeah. upheld after it was modified. Um, and I think that the courts, the Supreme Court finally said that he did, as president, have the right to protect based on national security interests. And again, I think if it was truly national security interests, then the, there would have been more information shared with the public, at least I would have hoped to where we could feel like, yeah, there's a reason why you're banning people from all this country, these countries. Uh, but on the surface, when it first came out, it literally felt like he was just saying, yeah, I don't like Arab people. <laughs> I know. Like, that's what it sounded like. Like, how terrible no, it was is Muslim. that? It was Muslim. Muslim people. people. Because I'm sorry. he had no problem inviting Saudi Arabia. Okay, you're right. Over. You're right. Well, that's because they buy hundreds of millions of dollars in weapons. But again, that's going to be a whole different... Well, I know. And that's, I mean, that's, again, one of my other issues is, like... I, my issue with Trump, I'm not con for me. Do you care? Oh, you finished? Yeah, yeah, that one. Is he... Um, Go for it. He's dangerously <clears throat> changing the norms of the office of the president. Precedent. Precedent. Of the president. Precedent of the president. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it's like um, law. It's not law, but it's like law. It's scary. It's scary. Every president shapes it. They mold it. They have. It is. They don't all do it the same either. It's nothing wrong with changing it. No. But you're right. What is... Terribly scary here is his just plain disregard for the emoluments clause. Oh, like Saudi Arabia. I could do a whole hour on that. Yes, exactly. Staying in his Trump hotel, they bought five hundred rooms from his hotel, yep. and he's not separating himself. He's supposed to put things in a blind trust. Correct. Something but, to make it like not blatantly obvious that you're you're profiting from the presidency. And the thing I will this is like I was trying to be neutral on this, and this is why I added this to the list. You're a Republican, ask yourself if if you would have been comfortable with Barack Obama 
or Hillary or whoever owning something and then having a foreign government come and rent tons of actively support that entity, whatever that entity, it was, and then Say turn Hillary, around and do an arms deal. Yeah. So Bernie wrote a book, right? Made millions of dollars. Yeah. So say he was the book publisher and Saudi Arabia bought five bajillion copies of that shit and made it like the biggest publishing company in the yes. world. You're telling me that people wouldn't be pissed off at that? Like, yes. it's the same thing. And this is why it's a dangerous level of precedent. Honest to God, I, right? I am in the camp that is very surprised there hasn't been impeachment proceedings. Yeah, I mean, there's we will have you know you could go down a bit of a rabbit hole on that one too. I mean, there's a lot of different stances from that. I truly believe that the reason why it hasn't happened is the timing of it. Like, I think the Democrats feel cocky enough to think they can win things back, regardless of whether or not they're right. And this is why this is my point against that. That sets the precedent that what he's done is okay. No, you're right. You're and, right. And that that's where that's the winning word, isn't enough. That's where Pelosi's wrong. That is where she Pelosi is wrong. Completely agree. Isn't it? It's amazing how politically adept Nancy Pelosi is. And she's done a, a fantastic job in many instances of the turning that thing. turned off. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's turned it around, especially when Trump tries to go after her. He looks just like an absolute fool. Yeah. But as he this, calls her, Nancy. Yeah. And, and it's just amazing that I think uh, she's missed she missed the window yes so now we really are to the point where they've got to win yeah but they're not united there's something we should talk about <laughs> the democratic and republican Fracking. parties my gosh there's so much to that as well yeah but yeah i agree with you on that point so again i'm not comfortable with the norms the the, the changing of the norms i i like the idea that the office of the president exemplifies the best in america not the everyday American. It's the executive. It's the highest office of authority in the country. Yeah. It represents the American people and our will. Yeah. I mean, every president, like I said, shapes and molds that office. And it should, I cannot remember who put it over the mantle place in the White House, but it's just something like it made nothing but wise and, and something men uh, rule here. Mm. You know, talking about how, you know, you, I think it was John Adams, maybe. Uh, said that you you know they put wisdom before something else. I can't remember the exact quote. Forgive me on that. But I mean, it's it's you're supposed to like have. He's an old Trump is an old guy, right? Um, and what and is his guiding light? Age isn't everything. Yeah. But what is yeah? What is driving that? And I don't think it's wisdom. It's it's unhinged something. It's himself. Correct. It's himself. He doesn't have that higher power. He goes to of like even religion. Or oh my gosh! I think that's like the biggest sham. The religion things he posts. Oh, I know. It doesn't feel genuine at all. Corinthians 2. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and as other norms I really don't like is his attack on the media. And, and like, oh I'm gosh. sorry, if you think, like, look at the times he attacks Fox. He attacks anybody that gives him a bad review. Everybody who has said anything bad or critical is the enemy. Exactly. And that... Not just the enemy, the enemy of the people. In the media, as we've talked about in kind of our stuff? tribalism thing... Our tribalism show the media can serve an important role here, and when you constantly discredit everything, uh, every it's all story, fake news. Like that is dangerous. It can't all be fake. It can't all be fake. It can't all be the seven news organizations besides the the conservative one is getting right. And he'll call out Fox if Fox does a bad story. Correct. He calls out, uh, God, I can't think of his names. I don't know their names. Shep. Correct. Whatever. Well, there's other, there's other commentators and different folks who've been on there. Um, but I think that's part of it is it's everybody, anybody and everybody. Um, 
you know, I think CNN was the one, Jim Acosta, he wasn't even letting him into certain events and things, and in barred his press pass. Yep. Now, Gotta you can say whatever it. you want about CNN. I don't. I read some of CNN, but I don't always love what they're putting out there. I think some of it is kind of biased and, and a little bit wrong with the titling of their, their articles. Some of it should be more in the opinion section than the actual news section. Don some Lemon of is nothing but opinion. I and, like. <laughs> yeah, I think that you know you have to be careful with any of it. Like we talked from the start of our sources, right? I'm reading the Associated Press, Reuters, the BBC is one of my favorites because they're, they are objective. They're looking at us from across the pond. And they have really nothing to gain. No, there's no benefit from that. Um, so, yeah, I think that this, the precedent is dangerous. And, you know, hopefully the next president, Democratic or Republican. Yeah. If we have to do four more years of Donald Trump, I might just freak out. But... Um, that is a whole different thing. I mean, yeah. if it's another Republican beside him, I would take it. I would, like, if someone else ran against him and they were reasonable, I'd vote for him. There's that one Republican. I can't remember his name. I think it's Joe Walsh, John Walsh. Oh, yeah, that'll never happen. I know. John Kasich, Kasich was my hope. Like, that was the guy I wanted to win the presidency. Overall, the, the Democrats in the last one, uh, for the most part. Republicans. Overall, the Republicans, for sure. Some yeah. of the Democrats, too. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, what other cons you got? I'm going to save my last con for last because it's a big one. I have two more because I already talked about the gun yeah. background check thing, but um, I'll briefly go over bad appointments. To, yeah. Um, I just can't help myself. Uh, some of the players he put into power are just absolutely terrible. Wilbur Ross is number one for me because... Oh, gosh. Yeah, this guy literally, his sole life, his sole purpose in life is right now, I think, to just try to sell the tariff thing, just keep propping that up. Um, this is a guy who has been caught many times falling asleep in, in critical meetings uh, by his own staff. Like they, they take pictures of it and make a joke about it because he's a billionaire. He has no incentive to actually care about this, and he really doesn't from everything I've told. He's the guy who literally said he couldn't understand why government employees weren't taking out short-term loans when they weren't paying them. Okay, if these people are living pay, paycheck to paycheck, do you think a lot of them have the damn credit to go and get a short-term loan? With what, a uh, 25 to 200% interest rate? Well, yeah, that's a payday loan. Yep. You, most banks aren't going to loan you a short-term like that. You're going to rack it up on credit cards, pay 20% interest or more? Right. I mean, it's literally like this guy lives in another world. Yep. And I don't think that's the kind of person that should be running the Department of Commerce or be the, the Commerce Secretary. <clears throat> Michael Flynn, the National Security Advisor. Does that count? Is that an appointment? He was. At a, uh, I guess so. He was appointed. You're right. You're right. And um, this is the guy who uh, was caught trying to talk secretly to Russians and uh, who was... Turkey. Yep. Well, there was the whole Turkish thing, and through that, they think there was some Russian agents. Yeah. and So there was a lot of questionable contacts. He lied to the FBI uh, during the investigation and basically got pushed out by Trump because he couldn't you know, have him around him anymore in his orbit. He was just kind of dragging him yeah, down. Right. So that was ugly. Um, Sarah Sanders uh, flat out admitted in the Mueller investigation uh, to lying about several things she's quoted as saying. Like, I think one of them was the inauguration crowd where everyone, you know, Trump was saying it's the biggest ever and all this other stuff and all the pictures that were proven it wasn't or that was actually kind of small were lies and fake news and then she supposedly said no you know we we've, we've backed it up with some kind of study or whatever else and like yeah, she said like oh yeah i just made it up on the spot yeah. it's just like okay that's killing me 
Yeah. The last one, I saved my best for last. Oh. You know, Wilbur, is, he's number one because I, I, I he makes me angry a lot, but um, Ryan Zinke, the Secretary Zinke. of Interior. I yeah. met him, sang for him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a small world, yeah. Yeah. You didn't know how much of a rat bastard he was at the time, did you? He's a giant. The guy's like 6'4", something. Yeah, he looks like a beefy guy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Married but, a Hispanic woman, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yep. Huh. I know. So it's interesting, you know, for uh, all the stuff he likes to tout and his love of the lands and all that, you know, he sure likes to promote mining interests and, you know, yeah. Disreg complete disregard for native cultures and I think it was bears ears he reduced by like 85% mostly to allow for expansion of mining rights and exploration prospecting to try to get more minerals out and we talked about this offline I'm all for you know mining when it's responsible in the sense that you return the land back and I mean some of it can be done that way some of it can't rare earth minerals and critical resources that we have to have access to certainly but coal mining you know, industries that the major companies that own the coal mines or like uh, companies that, that we talked about. Oil, energy companies. Yeah. Energy companies. BP, Exxon, those guys are have they have major investments in renewables. They're buying up uh, clean energy companies because they know there's not a limitless number uh, amount of fossil fuels. As, they don't want to pollute the earth because if they destroy it, they won't have any money to be made. As much money as there is in government and as much money is wasted, I'm just curious why no politician has said, we'll pay your lifetime salary as a coal worker just to stop doing it. Well, that gets into a whole, uh, the industry converting over. You know, like they, they some people are not going to just... Like think about people that are closer to retirement. If you're like within ten years of retirement, it's not going to be easy to pluck you out of a coal mine and stick you in some other. Occupation. I'm not. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to pay you for your remaining ten years. Right. Write your check. Right. People that would qualify for that, you know, I don't know. It's that could be like a long, hard conversation to hash out the right kind of solution. But I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Just an idea. And yeah, then other just, people, you not could, thought out. <laughs> you could offer them also say, hey. We will train you to be, uh, you know, yeah. You could install training. solar panels. You could go and become a manufacturer, become a welder. Yep, and that's that, all yeah, kinds exactly. of different things. That's my biggest complaint on why people talk about preserving the healthcare industry. The healthcare industry workers are not like the coal miners. Right. They have sideways mobility. Coal miners lack sideways mobility. I right. get that. Right. And you have to do something. You can't just take a man's bread and butter. Source yeah. of bread and butter. Yep, absolutely. I agree. So, I mean, that that's, rounds up my top four bad appointees, really. Um, there's a lot more with Zinke if you want to research him and how he was using a lot of our I'll taxpayer post, dollars uh, to I'll fly. I'll post a picture of me uh, standing with him. Yeah, you should. Oh. And then you, like, like this. He is so tall, and I'm a short guy, so, like. So, like, you got your Michael <laughs> Jordan up, so up going. There. <laughs> I should have tried to give him a high five. <laughs> How's the weather up there? Right. That's funny. Yeah, but I would have loved to like <clears throat> serve with the guy. Well, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. the kind of guy you'd want to be in the Army. That's all I'm saying. Oh, or yeah. In the Marines, wherever he's He, he has like a bronze star or something. I think he's a fairly well-decorated person in yeah. the Armed Forces. Yeah, he looks like a badass through and through. So, I don't doubt that, but don't like his thought process on our natural resources. Yeah. Uh, do you have one more con? My Yeah, I have one more. Okay, go ahead, because I know you'll chime in on mine. Okay, last thing I got is the tax break, um, which I read a really good Forbes article that explained that 10 months into uh, or after the law was implemented that, that uh, they changed the tax laws and code. Um, 
a lot of us saw a very, in my case, uh, fairly noticeable bump in pay. Um, you know, and everybody was worried about the fact that this was going to be a major uh, money, a bread, you know, a massive windfall for the rich. And basically, the Forbes article agrees that that is the case. I can't remember the exact percentage. It feels like 83 or something percent of the wealth that was generated from that went to the top uh, 5, 10 percent of the, the wealthiest people in the country um, through basically the fact that they were able to, to not pay more tax. They reduced the amount of tax they had to pay. And then a lot of it was uh, touted as, well, this is going to help the economy because companies will have more money to reinvest and hire workers. Well, that didn't happen at all. They started making more money. Can we point out that never happens? Yeah, correct. Never happens. Ever. People trickles knew it was... down. Does not trickle People down. People knew it wasn't going to work. And that's exactly Space what happened. Right at the top. What happened was all these companies got this extra money and they used it to buy back stock. Yeah. Why did they do that? Because the CEO's compensation packages... Right are not based on well, and they're pleasing the shareholders sales of stock it's yeah. stock performance if they buy it back they have more control of the company makes the shareholders seem happy correct increase their dividends if i'm not mistaken can. yes can yep so at the end of the day that tax that tax break was a tax break literally for the rich in the numbers and it doesn't it doesn't even last correct the corporate tax break is the only permanent Correct. Fixture of his. Correct. I can't remember how long it was that the rest of it. I want to say 10 years. But you think about it. It's like two years past if he had two terms. The politicians that change that thing or allow it to lapse and allow our taxes to go back up are going to be the ones that don't get reelected just because of public sentiment. So they just kind of set it up. The trade deficit? You know, kicking the can down the road, super short sighted. Yeah, the trade deficit <laughs> under Trump has gone up 27.9%. And this is Republican, like. Beginning with House and Senate, I mean, it was Republican full, full House. I mean, yep. so I don't know why. Why is it always against... so? When we're trying to bring jobs back to America, and yet our trade deficit is bigger. Ballooning. Yep. Just to, I just don't get that. The trade deficit, the um, uh, national debt, out of freaking control. Yeah. I mean, you go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics or the Economic Department. You look up how how much our trade deficit. <laughs> you go there often. Not often, but for I this know, thing I, I was know, researching, dude. I'm just like, I was like, holy crap! Like, the Republican Party is the party of conservatism. Should Supposed we not be. be fiscally conservative as well? Yep. My God, it's, and and that's why that tax break did not make sense. Correct. So now, yeah, so we're bringing in less revenue and we're spending more money. Yes. The deficit is just gone. I mean, talk about the most short-sighted thing. It is. It and we're is. making so our so Warren. And Eleanor and Evelyn and Harry's kids or yeah. grandkids will still be paying that that sucker down. Yeah. Ugh. Your kids too, Patrick. Every, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. So, wow. uh, moving into the last con. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my biggest con is the Trump administration stance, policy, withdrawal, everything as far as uh, and to do with climate change. Yep. Turn uh, our backs on it. At least to the world, we have said, well, America is going to do what we got to do, and the rest of you guys figure it out. Yeah. I what? mean, it, as <laughs> recent as May 11th in Geneva, 186 countries signed, um, signed what is it, a pact, a, a treaty? Yeah, I mean, they're just oh, accords. A treaty, an they're accord. Just, yeah, trying to say that we're all together in this. So 186 countries were one of the few countries that didn't that said we would track the movements of plastic waste outside our borders. Yep. And so, like, the fact that all these other countries are doing it is going to affect us. Correct. We are not, we're the only 
we're not even we're not playing ball with the industrialized first world countries. We're not playing ball with the second and third world countries. We're being our own thing, and we all know plastic is a problem. You can't tell me it's not. I mean, if you have some something to tell me and convince me that plastic is not a major issue that's going to plague us, please send it along. I just read an article. Well, I will give you this one because I was looking at this. Okay. I read an article and I think it's so funny. They said that the what do they call microplastics? Yep. They actually don't harm. There's actually very little harm that comes from like ingesting them and stuff. How many studies is this? Well, there's only one study, and I can't remember why I was reading. And how many from. years and all this? Yeah. The main thing like, I had to say about it yeah. is like, what about the time it takes <laughs> to get to the microplastic? How many like, yeah. how many birds? Are, well, like... how many garbage <laughs> patches are there out in the ocean where these things are just leaching into the water and becoming microplastics? Yes. And we. We've just reached the tip of the iceberg. Oh, These yeah. things, like, plastic, I can't remember. Plastic's been around for, what, like 150 years or so like that? And it takes, I can't remember, depending on the type of plastic, hundreds right. of years to decompose. Not more, yeah. And, uh, okay, so it's only been along for that long. We keep making more and more and more of it. It keeps piling up all over the damn place. And right now we got one study that says it's not harmful that we can tell. It hasn't been long enough in terms of studies and the the, the uh, concentration is not high enough yet maybe to cause problems because i think it does hurt animals well i agree with you and and that's they're talking about the microplastics they're not talking about it when it enters the water or or like i mean how many animals eat it and everything before yeah. it turns into those microplastics yep whales wash up dead on the ocean on the beach all the time pounds of plastic yep. in their bodies yep their stomachs just full of bags and stuff like that so yeah climate change is Regardless of what you want to say about the politicization, politicalization, whatever you want to say there, nice. of it, uh, huh? That was your word of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's normally me. Yeah, man. Ah, can you hear and my so, neighbor whistling? Yeah. A loud dog whistler. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love neighbors. So, yeah, man, it's just the climate change thing, you cannot deny it. Science has proven that the climate is changing. The yes. causes you could try to dispute, but at the end of the day, we are indisputably the polluter right we're, we're the ones manipulating the environment to to suit our needs and, um yeah and this is again like the way the trump administration is is talking about it it's like they are only seeing the benefits of climate change correct their reasoning to support what we're doing is yes one of the things they put out was that because of the ice uh, sea ice melting around the arctic yep. it's opening new trade routes so we might be able to get to i believe china yep Access to more minerals, 20 too. Days or 20 days faster. Because there's potentially deposits of oil and stuff underneath those ice sheets. And oh, it's like... and that was the other thing. So, they yeah. approved researching for offshore, uh, offshore drilling in the Arctic. Yep. Like, so you're like, okay, so you want to melt all this damn ice and increase the sea levels and everything, like 6 feet, 12 so feet, or whatever. So we can find more stuff to then put more carbon Make it in even the more hot to where we to can't then... even survive. And I encourage people like a self to look up the cost of thing. sea rise, of sea rise. <coughs> It is, it is expensive to build a new school, and, and it's going to have to happen. Everything. If the sea rises, we'll have to have new docks. We'll have to have new I'm talking definitely like in Florida and stuff like that, in low-lying yeah. areas. And, Louisiana I mean, is all under seawater level, isn't it? Florida has day flooding. I think they're at sea level. Okay. But yeah, constant flooding in, in Louisiana. Florida gets day flooding now. Florence is closed some parts of the year yep. because the flooding is so bad. Part of it will be gone. Part of it soon will enough. be gone. I mean, there is... There's island nations that will be gone relatively soon, too, out in the Pacific. Uh, I know. I would quote some, but I'll get the names wrong. Yeah. It is a problem, and the Trump administration's willingness to exploit it, make money off of it, and take us off the stage as a world leader in it is reprehensible 
it's wrong it is it's terrible and we're america we should be leading this fight we are the only country who's put 12 people on the moon and we can't sit here and say that we're going to try to solve the issues that are plaguing us in terms of the climate and that's where we kind of hinted at it last episode i would encourage our leaders to turn like going carbon neutral into the next space race make it something that we can compete with that benefits the world find a way to uh create what i would call recycling technologies we need to be able to better recycle the air yes. we need to better recycle uh water and we need to better recycle the things we produce that cause and create landfills like we're gonna you're gonna have mountains of garbage everywhere do you know russia has no means of recycling I'm not surprised by that. And do you heard about that Russian plane? Did you hear about that? He got hit by birds. They're calling it like the Russian Sully. Yeah. And they landed the plane oh. safely and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying it hit birds because they just put in a new landfill. Oh, yeah, Moscow, the birds are in there. Yeah. And that's what's drawing the birds. Like, yeah. recycling is key. We can't keep sending our trash everywhere. We send a lot of our trash and unrecyclables to China. Yep. And, and they're China starting to... finally said, enough's enough. Yep. We don't want it. Yep. And so, like, Japan, I believe, has created an industry through minimal, I think it's very low taxes, like, regional type things, where they, basically, you have to recycle, because they don't have a lot of resources anyway. Sure. But uh, they have created the ability for the recycling industry to be truly profitable, where in the U.S., it's largely frowned upon here, yeah. because local municipalities have to wind up paying to have the recycling sorted. That's the problem with the recycling model and the business model is that, well, yeah, you can recycle fairly easily as long as it comes in with the glass and the paper and the aluminum separated because yeah. then they can just throw it and refine it and then make ingots or whatever pulp and then make new products out of it. Sure. But when it comes in in a big heap of shit and it's all together, you got to sort it. Yeah. And like these machines or whatever else, people put plastic bags in recycling that can't be recycled. And so it, it costs like millions of dollars every year for individual companies to do that. So they pass that cost on to the municipalities yep. that are paying for recycling. And so it's like, that's almost self-defeating. We have to make a model that feeds it itself and encourage people, hey, you have to recycle. It's not a freaking option. I, I feel bad throwing this in there. But I have to say, in doing the research, me and Brent both found it's really hard to find positives of Trump that then don't turn into self-defeating things. Oh, yeah, things that prop up on themselves and then just, just stay, have staying power. Yeah, we talked about, I mean, because we wanted to talk about, um, well, we were going to talk about recession for a little bit there, and that ended up, the data just didn't really back it that we found. And, um, yeah. I mean, it's just hard to, we were going to talk about like mental health yep. and stuff, because he is doing a lot for mental health. He is doing a lot of positive things and uh, trying to increase treatment plans and stuff like that, but then he'll do something like try to cut... Um, the Affordable Care Act, which then limits the people who need access to these services. Yep. So it was. This was really hard, and I hope you can. I hope you guys get behind our pros and cons. Yeah. If not, give us some thoughts. Um, at least research what we've said here and try to form your own opinion on it. At least from the information we've got, yeah. a lot of I mean, a lot of what I've quoted, you quoted. I mean, it's straight from the government itself. So, it, I mean, if you want to dispute what the government itself saying and you're supporting the Trump administration, then you're kind of fighting yourself. Trump has no problem disputing his own scientists on that's, climate change. That's correct. He has no problem disputing his own intelligence. Intelligence agencies. Correct. Again, Law enforcement agencies, the FBI. This falls under the cons of changing norms. Justice Department. Justice Department. I know, dude. The list so. goes on and on. Like, you can say 
that everyone's out to get Trump, or you could say Trump's out to get everyone, and that doesn't spawn allies. Correct. You need to build bridges. If you don't build any bridges, then there's nowhere to get anywhere. So, uh, I want to do a shout-out. You know, thank you, Patrick Slavens, for sending us the articles on your thoughts on pros and cons on Trump. Yeah. Um, tried to take the ones we really liked, and we ran with them. Yeah. And, um... Thanks to Zach Dobler, he's a friend of mine I used to work with out at the shoe shop. Him and his buddy do a podcast. They're on their third season. They're approaching 100 shows. Wow, that's incredible. Called the Daps and Pound Show. Awesome. And uh, I Check was, it out, guys. Yeah, they, they do reviews of music, <clears throat> rap music, and uh, I think video games. I haven't watched or I haven't got to a lot of them. I watched a little bit of it uh, just to kind of get started. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of neat. They're Different. Good flow. They're fun to listen to. They got a long friendship like us. Uh, so if you like the dialogue, I would encourage you to check that out. Yep. And, uh, you know, thanks to my dad, I got to throw this out there. Uh, he's been a really nice sounding board, and he's been a big help as far as um, things to look up and research for That's the right. shows. Ted, you're the man. Can't appreciate, can't say enough how much we appreciate the feedback and let us know what you think. And we've been trying to incorporate your ideas. Uh, and if you have yeah. feedback... Gotta let us know. Gotta let us know. We are now streaming on a lot more places, um, so eventually we should be able to be found on your favorite podcast yep. site. We've um, been putting some money in, trying to upgrade our uh, outreach and make sure that we've got the right platform so you guys can stay in touch with us. We're on YouTube, we're on SoundCloud, we're on the Stitcher app, we should be on Google Podcasts, they approved us. Good. Uh, YouTube, Facebook. SoundCloud, I say that? Yep, we've got an RSS feed through SoundCloud, so you guys can tap in through that and stay informed on all the up-to-date stuff. We'll keep you guys up-to-date on what we're doing, too, to try to keep this thing uh, improving. Yeah, so i uh, covered some polls today. We covered the pros and cons of Trump's, uh, Trump's administration. Yep. And, again, go back, people. If you haven't heard our other shows, we Check did a out. deep dive into gun regulations and what other countries do. Our last show was a very big topic. It was tribalism yep. and the decline of social capita and the effect on it. You probably have to do a two, another part on that one, like a chapter two exploration of what we missed or need to dive in further on that one. Yes. But tribalism's huge. You guys got to look into that too. It's, it's worthwhile listening to our podcast and do some of your own research. And pairing it with social capita. That was a new approach. I haven't seen anyone else do that, so I feel like we're pioneers. Trying to blaze a trail here. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for tuning in so much, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed our pros and cons on the Trump administration, a little bit on Trump, too, uh, yeah. specifically. Couldn't help ourselves, guys. I don't know what next week's uh, show is going to be on. We're kind of up in the air. We toss around some ideas. If you have ideas, be sure to let us know, because we want to make sure we're talking about things that matter to you as well. Absolutely. So, everybody. Uh, I guess that's it, man. Have a nice day. And, uh, have a nice week. Until next time.